Hello and welcome to Japanatron. My name is Dave Pavlina, and Japanatron is a podcast about life in Japan and Japanese culture. Let's get started. Today, I want to talk about my favorite Japanese stores, Japanese shops. Um, some of these are brick and mortar shops. Some of these are online uh, websites, shopping websites. Uh, some of these are both. Um, and if it's one thing. I love about Japanese stores in general,、um, which in the US they, they don't seem to do this as much, is、um, they don't feel isolated to one type of business. So you, you'll get a store with just like all sorts of, like they're selling mattresses and then they're selling like, you know, you know cigarette supplies and <laughs> they'll have like a cigar shop in there. And you'll be walking around, there's like, oh, look, knives, guitars, trumpets, cool. And some bedding. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, of course, the stores like Walmart and those like mega stores, you know, they have like everything. But in Japan, it's just funny because, especially in the big cities like Tokyo, there'll be,、um, you won't find these big sprawling shops、um, in the big cities like Tokyo because the, the real estate is so expensive. So you'll go up. So, you know, you, you'll have floor number one is, you know, women's clothing, floor number two is men's clothing. Floor number three,、uh, liquor store, you know, like just like that.、Um, and it kind of reminds me actually, the closest thing I could find、um, that I remember from、uh, back home in the US is the store Fry's Electronics. And we had these in California. I think they're in some other states too, but there's not that many of them.、Um, and it's huge. It's just, you know, it's a huge electronics store,、um, but each one would have like a theme. I remember one of them was like tropical, and another one was like. Alien invasion, and they had like all these like statues of like army men from the 40s, you know, like fighting these like alien invaders.、Um, but not only that, but Fry's Electronics just had like, you know, they had just everything in there. I mean, of course, most of it was electronics, but they had like a, a huge magazine section with a ton of porn in it, <laughs> I remember. And they had like a big food section in there too, with a bunch of drinks and chips and stuff. And it's just one of those stores where you could just be walking around and you just be like stumble on, upon some like random section where they're just selling something kind of random. And when I moved to Japan, I was like, ah,、oh, dude,、uh, you know, some of these stores remind me of Fry's Electronics. And the first one I want to talk about, number one on the list, is Big Camera.、Um, and I also want to include Yodobashi Camera in here.、Um, I just I, I focus on Big Camera because it's the one closer to my house. That's really the only reason. Um, but it's a pretty typical、um, Japanese electronics store.、Um, and one thing I love about it is there, there's just this random liquor store in it. And it's huge. It's not like a little corner, it's not like something small, but it's a pretty, pretty well stocked liquor store in this electronics store. And it's just funny because,、um, you know, like most Japanese stores, you get like this point card. And when you shop, you know, you get these points and then you can cash in the points, you know, for discounts on stuff. And it's funny because you could be buying electronics and you get the points. 
Um, and there's even a kids section, you know, to buy kids toys. You know, you get the points. And then you can cash in the points on like a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like, oh yeah, I got a, I bought a I bought a little kid a, a birthday present with these points, and now I'm gonna treat myself to a big ass bottle of whiskey. And they got a damn badass whiskey section. You know, they got some really good high end scotch. You know, top shelf stuff in there. And I'm just always amazed. I'm like, yeah, electronic store. That's where I get my liquor. <laughs> Uh, and then there's, like, another floor in there with a bunch of restaurants. There's, like, a cafeteria. There's another floor with, like, really high-end handbags and watches. You know, like, Rolex and stuff and some, like, Louis Vuitton handbags, of of course, you know, up there. There's a random drugstore in there. You, you can get your toothpaste and your mouthwash and your deodorant and your, your shaving supplies. <laughs> you know, while you're shopping for a TV. And this is funny because... It's got like eight floors, and you just keep going <laughs> between the floors. And of course, you know, naturally, most of them are electronics or you know, cameras and, and TVs and and all that stuff. But you know, you, you'd be walking around. There's a random liquor store and all this like random stuff in there. And I, I just love that point card thing. You know, you're you're buying you're buying some action figures or video games at one one <laughs> one point, and then you're cashing them in for like you know some liquor, hard ass liquor or something. Um, so I love that. Big camera. Yodobashi camera. Yeah. Good job, Japan. I wish you, I wish you guys were in the U.S. That's really cool. Uh, number two. Uh, Jusco. Oh, god damn, Jusco. I love you. Um, it's now called Eon. I don't know why they did this. When I first moved to Japan, uh, I knew it as Jusco. And I love the name Jusco because it just sounds like one of those... Typical, like, 1960s America stores. You know, like, we, you know, we have Walmart, you know, and Fedco. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Fedco was the store that got looted uh, during the L.A. riots. Um, and it, it's just your typical huge Walmart-esque store. Um, differences. Um, the deli, the food store in Jusco... Uh, where they sell all the fresh food, the freshly, you know, cooked food, the, the take it home and eat it stuff. Oh my god, the deli. It puts um, America's best attempt at deli to shame. It is it's just to die for. And the larger Juskos are just insane. I don't know how they do this. You got tempura and fresh sushi and sashimi and just this this buffet of heavenly goodness. And I don't know, man. I don't even bother cooking for myself anymore because there's Jusco and with its delis. And also, you know, Japanese um, grocery stores in general, the deli is to die for. But Jusco is just insane because it's just so goddamn big. And I don't know how they pulled this off because there's a Jusco. Um, there's a few of them in central Tokyo. One of them not too far from my house, um, and it's pretty goddamn big. And I'm impressed because uh, that real estate in Japan, in Tokyo, is so expensive. Um, and I have some funny stories about Jusco. There was a Jusco in Totori, uh, the countryside where I was teaching English, just like two blocks from my house. And this was awesome because coming home from uh, after teaching, they'd still be open. I think they closed at like 10 or 11, and I'd be uh, finished with teaching around 9. And it was perfect because... You get the discounts. They do this night discount on their deli because they want to get rid of the food. 
So they'll knock like half off the food and stuff. And uh, uh, I'd be coming home and I'd be just, you know, fuck, I'm not going to cook dinner at 9 p.m. So I just, you know, throw some, you know, half off food in the basket and then there's my dinner. And Jessica was just two blocks away from my house on the way home, which was even better. It was between uh, uh, Eon, sorry, don't confuse the name, Eon, uh, where I was teaching English. It's an English uh, school, and now it's Eon, Jusco, whatever. It's, it's companies of the same names. It's so annoying. I, I wish they just kept the name Jusco. It was so much catchier, uh, so much more catchier. Um, so much more catchier. Good English there, Dave. Um, so, yeah, uh, another good story. It was one of my, my buddies visited me uh, from L.A., um, you know, I was explaining how Japan doesn't really have any public drinking laws, meaning you could, you could walk down the street drinking a beer if you want to. Uh, there's beer vending machines, which I've addressed before. Um, so they don't have that American Purit- Puritan thing where, you know, you can't walk down the street and drink or you can't sit on the beach and drink. So, um, you know, being American, we're like, oh shit, we got to do this. So... Uh, my friends were kind of jet-lagged, and they were, like, up and wired in the morning. So we head over to Jusco right around when they open, and we just <laughs> load up on beer. And as we're, like, walking out, as soon as we paid for the beer, they're just cracking them open <laughs> and, then, and chugging beers on the way back to my apartment. You know, beer for breakfast. That was awesome. Um, another good story about Jusco, uh, and, and really what I want to finish with, uh, conclude uh, my Jusco section with, is I call this the Jusco Gyoza story. Dun, 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 dun. There's my there's my cheap mouth mouth generated uh, background music. The budget I have on this show, yeah. Um, all right, Jusco sells uh, gyoza. Now, if you don't know what gyoza is, it's actually technically Chinese food. Uh, it's those like dumplings, I guess you call them pot stickers. Maybe is what they're called. They look like an ear. Kind of like a human ear. That's kind of what the shape, the shape that they're in. And there's stuff with like pork and I think this vegetable called nira, uh, which reminds me of green onions. Um, and it's also loaded with a shitload of garlic. <laughs> okay. So these things are heavenly. They are unbelievable. Okay. Uh, but they're dangerous because they're loaded with garlic. And just go gyoza is, of course, heavenly, uh, but it is especially loaded with garlic. I don't know what the fuck they're doing back there. They're, like, getting rid of all the fresh garlic that they had from the, the grocery store section, and they're, you know, like, oh, this is about to expire. We got to dump this into the gyoza. Uh, so they're loading this stuff with garlic, and garlic's good, man. You know, anyone will test to you. Garlic tastes good, man. Uh, but what it does to you, your breath afterwards, is not good, okay? Uh, it's pretty bad. Okay, and garlic especially, I've read uh, that when it comes to bad breath, garlic is the worst because it actually gets into your bloodstream, and so when you're breathing, it's in your blood, so no amount of breath mints or or brushing or flossing is going to get rid of the garlic. It's actually in your blood, and I'm wondering if this is like where that garlic thing with vampires came from, you know, is fending off, uh, you know, fending off the vampires, because it's actually in your blood. You have to wait for your body to get rid of that garlic out of your bloodstream before your breath actually will improve, okay? This is what I've heard. I don't know. 
don't know if that's actually true or not, but it really does make sense because garlic really does fuck up your breath. <laughs> like, like nothing else can. Onions, whatever, got nothing on garlic. Anyways, I had a problem. I got addicted real bad to Jusco Gyoza. Like, a, like, a, like an addiction, like... If I didn't have it, I, I get the shakes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I had withdrawal symptoms and I couldn't stop thinking about it. You know, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't sleep. You know, I wake up in the middle of the You know, I was like snorting it. I wasn't just eating it, you know. And then I was actually injecting it into my veins. You know, I'd like heat it up in like a spoon, you know, over over a, over a candle flame. You know, I just inject the, the gyoza meat, the liquefied gyoza, you know, the concentrated Jusco gyoza. You know, and there's like guys back there, you know, behind behind Jusco. You know, like, oh, you want the gyoza? Dude, they're closed, but I got some, man. You know, the street gyoza. I had an addiction bad, you know, um, and uh, gyoza wasn't really compatible uh, 100% with teaching English, um, because what was happening was at Eon, where I was teaching English, we would have two to three hour lunch breaks, um, because we'd have like a, a mid-morning class, maybe at like 10 or 11, maybe one or two of those, and then maybe around 11 or 12, um, our next class didn't start until probably maybe three or four at the earliest, um, and those were like high school kids coming in or something. Um, sometimes it would be five or six. Uh, evening, of course, was our busiest time because everyone's taking English classes cha-ching, cha-ching, after work, right, or after school. Okay, weekends, of course, were busy as well, but weekdays, you know, pretty much the busiest time is, you know, in the in, into the early evening, into the evening hours, because everyone wants to do it after work. So anyways, with this gyoza addiction, two to three hour lunch breaks, I was like, oh, we got to get the gyoza, I got to get the gyoza, dude. So I'd head to Jusco, you know, f- for my two to three hour lunch break, so close to work. And I I get a shitload of gyoza. I take it back home. Sometimes I'd have sometimes I'd have a beer with that garlic and a beer garlic gyoza, you know, chased down with a, like a nice you know half a liter of beer or something. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be fine. Just kind of teach English. You know, I, I was good. I was responsible. I'd only have one of those. You know, uh, I didn't have more than a liter of beer. <laughs> So, um, I didn't do the beer that much, you know, don't give me crap for that. I was responsible. I was a great English teacher. Um, anyways, I come back for my five or six o'clock class and I come in there and my breath was, was rank. It was, it was garlic infested. And it was funny because with this gyoza addiction, I was always working the word gyoza into my lessons. Like, David likes gyoza, or I like gyoza, you know, you know, teaching, you know, I like such and such and all that. And I was always working gyoza in the lessons, and everyone, every one of my students knew I had this horrible gyoza addiction. And it smelled. Even I noticed it. You know how usually if you have bad breath, you don't notice it yourself? Uh, I noticed it. After the first class, in the evening classes, when I was doing this, when I was in my heyday of, of gyoza addiction... I could smell the garlic in the air of the classroom. 
because it was a closed classroom. There were no like open windows or anything like that. There was an uh, there was an air conditioner, uh, but that didn't do much more than just circulate the garlic, you know, rank smell, the rank garlic smell around the room. It got to the point, I am not joking, where students actually complained to the manager, okay? And I thought this was a joke, but the manager actually pulls me into, like, the the, uh, the meeting room. And she says, with a totally straight, serious stone face, David, you, you cannot do gyoza for lunch anymore. I prohibit this, okay? Gyoza is forbidden. And I was like, no! Um, so I literally, I had to go to rehab. And uh, yeah, it was not pretty. Like, um, I had like, you know, night sweats. <laughs> and I was like feverish. You know, and I had withdrawal. The good thing though, was that she's like, after work, it's fine. Because by the next morning, yeah, the garlic was fine. You know, it was pretty much out of my system. So, you know, during those evening classes, you know, I didn't have the gyoza for lunch. I was kind of like shaky, you know. And when it was getting to around the, you know, the end of class, that last class, I was like, oh, I gotta get it. I gotta have it. I gotta get it. You know, and there were some nights where at Eon, we had to like, you know, clean up the office. You know, it was like my my day to do that, take out the trash and all that, and I was like, oh, I gotta get out of here, I gotta get the gyoza, oh, I don't wanna clean this place, god damn it, and it was like a run to, to just go to get that last fucking 50% off gyoza, I'd be like loading up the two packs, and there's sometimes like, there's like an old man, old woman, like blocking the area, I'm like, get the, get out of way, get the fuck out of way, and uh, yeah, um, but eventually, you know, like, like foods, unlike drugs, fortunately, foods, you know, if you have too much of it, too much of a good thing is not good. And, uh, I eventually kind of got over it. I had my fill of, of Jesco Gyoza and, um, I, I kind of, you know, you know, I, I, I found a point of moderation and I, uh, I got that all figured out and I, I got clean. I, I'm clean now. <laughs> I'm sober. Um, plus after I moved to Tokyo, Jusco was not as conveniently located. It was not just like on my way home from work. Um, it's like a bike ride. So I don't indulge in the Jusco gyoza, but there are plenty of other, you know, uh, grocery stores nearby that sell gyoza. And there's sometimes, yeah, there's actually a grocery store. Um, uh, the one closest to my house, the one on the way home from work, uh, the, the gyoza is excellent. Um, but, you know, sometimes I'll just, like, take a deep breath, and I'm like, it's not the healthiest food for you, I don't think. You know, pork, <laughs> it's technically, like, fried, uh, fried pork dumplings, probably not the healthiest thing for you to have daily, so, you know, I, I try to kind of balance my diet a little bit better than that, but there are times at the grocery store, the local grocery store, where there's, like, this old woman, and she is fucking frying it up in the store, and she kind of knows me because she speaks a little English and she's all doing the like, oh, welcome to Japan thing, even though I've lived here for like 10 goddamn years. 
um you know and she's like oh where are you from you know all that and you know we, we kind of switch off between english and japanese and it's a good time but she's frying up this fucking gyoza and i'm like ah oh, i can't i can't refuse it nice old woman and you know and she's frying it up she's like no 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 no, don't take those let me give you the freshly cooked ones here's some extra extra sauce you know and she's like stuffing extra gyoza in there it's supposed to be like a pack of eight and she's giving me like 12 or 13 in there and the plastic thing is like just bulging you know and the the clerk is looking at me like what the fuck's going on here and and she's like oh it's that nice woman you know she's got this thing for the foreigners you know and uh, okay we'll let it slide you know you get like 13 gyoza for the price of eight you know it's like 200 yen for that and uh yeah you gotta watch it if you live here and you like garlic, and you like fried pork, you like fried pork dumplings, gyoza, if you like gyoza, you know what I'm talking about, um, be careful, it is fucking addicting, and you're gonna have problems, you're gonna have to go to rehab with this shit, okay, especially if you get these nice old Japanese women that just wanna, like, fill your stomach with these things, and I I know, I, I love Japan, hospitality, yeah, you know, I got it, but just be careful, you know, because too much of a good thing is not good. So that is the end of my Just Go Gyoza story. I digress. Moving on. Number three. Uh, next shop I love. Muji. Oh, yeah, Muji. Muji, I'd say the closest thing in the West to Muji. Uh, and I th- believe Muji is actually in a, a number of Western countries already. Uh, but none of my American friends had heard of it. Um, it reminds me a bit of Ikea. Um, it's kind of like a Japanese take on Ikea. Uh, the name literally means no brand. It's very plain, simple stuff. Very clean design. And Ikea is not really like that. Ikea is more like very colorful. Um, you know, that kind of like, you know, chic Swedish design thing they got going. But the reason I say it reminds me of Ikea is that they're really all about, like, organizing. And you know when you get, like, one thing from Ikea, it just matches, like, that other thing? You know, they do that on purpose. That's part of their business plan. You know, so when you buy that desk, you, you know, you want to get the matching bookshelf and all that. Muji does the same thing. And they do it really well because everything's just really plain and simple. It will go with anything in your apartment. You know, and if you just Mujiify your apartment, it just looks very clean and it makes it very easy to decorate because you could you could put like a splash of color up on the walls, you know, some crazy uh, painting or something, and it'll just match everything if you've Mujiified your apartment because everything will match uh, everything at Muji because it's just plain like brown. And the great thing about Muji is every Japanese apartment is that kind of plain brown, you know. Um, there are some exceptions, especially with the new Japanese apartments, but. Most Japanese apartments I've been in, they, you know, they have the uh, the hardwood floors. They got, like, the kind of off-white, you know, uh, wallpaper. Maybe they have a tatami room. And Japan loves that kind of bamboo color. You know, most Japanese apartments kind of revolve around that bamboo, natural, off-white, light brown, maybe some dark browns in there. Very brown and green type of natural color there. Um, Muji matches that perfectly, and they do that really well. 
Um, I like it. it. It just, everything looks perfect in a Japanese apartment. And maybe that's why Muji isn't really overseas, because maybe that wouldn't work overseas. Because, you know, American houses, you know, we, we put a lot of color and stuff, you know, that traditional kind of Cape Cod look. Um, Japan doesn't really have that. They got these mansions and they got these, you know, they're trying to pull off this kind of traditional Japanese uh, look to everything. This uh, tatami grass slash bamboo look to everything. Um, you know, rice paper type of thing. Uh, Muji does that really well. Um, and if you take, if you check out Muji, most people I know, no one like hates Muji. I've never met anyone that hates Muji. I, I don't know how you can hate something that's plain like that. It's just the very generic looking stuff. There's nothing really like a splash of color, but if you're looking to match something that's like really wild, Muji's like perfect for you. I, I really like Muji for that because I'm really into that kind of zen, minimalist look uh, kind of thing. And I've said this before, Ikea, I would say, encourages organization. They have this really cool design, um, and they, they, they allow, they, a lot of Ikea stuff allows you to organize really well, and there's some splashes of color and some really funky designs in there. Muji is really all about zen minimalist. Zen, you know, minimalize your life. Everything's very simple and small. Um, it's organized well, but it's not really for someone who owns a lot of shit. <laughs> which is not Americans. It's like Japanese where you have this tiny-ass apartment and you really have to throw out everything you own and you just kind of Mujiify it and it's going to look really good. Uh, so that's Muji. Moving on, uh, similar to Muji kind of, is Tokyo Hands. And it's funny because Tokyo Hands is just loved by foreigners. It's really popular with foreigners. A lot of people who have visited Japan who want to come here, they have heard of or they want to visit Tokyo Hands and I, I used to think Tokyo Hands was just kind of like another Jusco, like another Walmart-type store, but it's really not. Um, it's got a lot of that discount stuff, but it's got this random, like, high-end stuff. And it's sometimes just randomly expensive. And I'm like, man, why is this so much here at Tokyo Hands? This thing's, like, just randomly expensive. And the reason is it just randomly has some really good brands in there. And some of these are brands I've never heard of. They're these, these like really high-end Japanese brands. Um, and they're not really popular overseas. And I had never heard of these brands. But it's just like really good quality stuff. You know, they get really good reviews. Um, it's made in Japan. It's not made in China. Um, I'm not being racist. I'm just associating, you know, the cheaper mass-produced stuff with China. Because <laughs> let's, let's face it. Um... It's just really high-end stuff. You know, it's like the made in, you know, like, you know, that whole made in Germany, made in Japan, you know, kind of kind of image for just random stuff. And I'll give you a good example is like Tokyo Hands has some of the best bags. If, you, if you're looking for a backpack or um, a shoulder bag, um, other, other stuff, a wallet, they have like a really nice wallet section, and then umbrellas, which is random. Um, umbrellas has always been an issue for me in Japan. Uh, because the wind in Japan is really strong. So when it rains in Japan, it's always windy, uh, which just rips the shit out of umbrellas, okay? If you go to the 100 yen store, a discount store, and you get an umbrella, that thing will last two seconds in a typical Japanese storm. And I'm not talking typhoons, okay? Because <laughs> I got this thing with typhoons. You're a fucking idiot if you use an umbrella in a typhoon, because it's gonna, any umbrella is just going to get ripped to shreds, okay? With a typhoon, you put on a parka if necessary. I don't even bother that. You just fucking run, okay? But a typical, like, Japanese, just a normal storm 
or just a rainy day, it's almost always windy in Japan. Japan's got this wind thing because it's an island. And I've always struggled for ages finding a really good umbrella that lasts more than a year and doesn't just get ripped to shit. And the reason I've struggled with this is because I always want a really compact umbrella, which is usually a weak umbrella because it's compact. You know, if you get a normal, you know, kind of cane, you know, length umbrella, it'll be pretty strong. But I, I want something compact that I can fit into a backpack. And I've always struggled with that because of this. You know, I always insist on a compact umbrella and then it lasts like probably less than a year. It just gets ripped to shreds someday, you know, from the continuous wind that the, the Japanese storms have. Anyways, someone recommended Tokyo Hands is your place to find an awesome umbrella, an awesome umbrella, and they were fucking right. Oh, dear God. I found the most awesome umbrellas I've ever seen for sale in any Japanese store at Tokyo Hands, and God bless you. I found this thing called a, um, it was like a double umbrella. Uh, I forgot what it's called. A dual parasol umbrella, I think is what it was called. It's like an umbrella with another umbrella on top of it. I don't know how else to explain it. And basically, that makes it, it has like a hole in it. Um, So the wind passes through the umbrella, and it's really stable, okay? And I don't know how, you know, into umbrellas you are. (laughs) I've become a fan of umbrella science. Uh, But it works. And thank you, Tokyo Hands, for selling me that umbrella for 4,000 yen. It is the best umbrella I've ever owned. And so far, I've had it for about four months, and it's it's in great shape. So, um, time will tell how long this umbrella lasts. But yeah, if you want a really random, if you want to store just random high-end stuff, and just some stuff that you can't find in other stores, Tokyo Hands, yeah, I love it. Good store. Uh, moving on. Don Quixote. This is a discount store. Um... It's also popular with foreigners. Uh, this, this one, I don't know. I, I don't know where to begin with this one. Um, it's like, a, I guess it's like the 100 yen store, but, you know, it's, it's just a discount store. Uh, it's not 100 yen, of course. <sighs> where do I begin with, with, with Don Quixote? It's like if you've been there, you know what it's like, and if you haven't, you just have to experience it. Um, I'll put it this way. People who visit Japan often post pics of stuff, pictures up on Facebook, on social media, of stuff that they found in Don Quixote. <laughs> um, if you want a good souvenir of your li- of your experience or your trip to Japan, Don Quixote is your place. You will find a t-shirt with some weird-ass shit. You will find, like, uh, just some random, like, messed-up English stuff. <laughs> um... You'll find costumes, Japanese, like, schoolgirl costumes, um, those, like, body suits. Um, I got a bodysuit. Um, I don't know what to call this thing it, other than a bodysuit. It's a bodysuit costume, kind of, like, almost, like, skin tight. It covers my whole body, and it's a naked woman bodysuit. <laughs> um, and you, you zip this thing up, and you look like a naked woman. And I went to a Halloween party in the U.S., and I didn't put on a jacket or anything. I didn't put on a wig. I didn't even put do anything with my head, okay? It was just regular. The face and the head was just regular Dave. <laughs> but the whole body was just this um, naked woman outfit, okay? And it had, like, foam boobies 
And then it had like a black triangle of fur, you know, down where the uh, the money section, the, you know, <laughs> down where the genitalia was supposed to be. And uh, I went to this Halloween party with this uh, costume. And uh, yeah, you can't find that in America. And yeah, I was quite popular at that um, at that uh, Halloween party. <laughs> and the problem was, is people kept touching me in the general areas. Almost, I guess, forgetting that my real genitalia was underneath. You know, it's in the same location. Um, so, um, yeah, that was kind of unwelcome. But, yeah, Don Quixote, that's a good um, uh, example. The best way I can sum up Don Quixote, come to think of it, is it's where you find Japanese pop culture. You can purchase Japanese pop culture at Don Quixote. You will take a souvenir home and you will show it to people. It's like, oh yeah, you went to Japan. Here's something I brought you back from Japan. I purchased it at Don Quixote. It is not something you're going to find in your home country. Uh, Don Quixote, check that shit out. Um, moving on. Uniglo. Now, these are overseas. Uh, I've heard they're in New York. Uh, this is like a, a clothing store similar to Gap. The Gap, Gap, whatever. Um, so there's not really much to say about it. Um, if you already are familiar with Gap, most people are, of course. Um, I'm actually starting to like Uniglo more than Gap. Um, Uniglo has some just random stuff that's just good. It just lasts a long time. You know, it's one of those cost performance things. You know, like, you like a pack of three underwear for like a couple thousand yen. And, you know, with me and my underwear, I want that shit to last. Me and my underwear have a very important relationship. And, um, yeah, I want that shit to last. And Uniglo underwear, I used to be really into Muji underwear. Um, but that shit started to shred on me. You know, I had some, you know, holes in it, you know, after some bad farting or something. But Uniglo uh, underwear is really, um, you know, I put that underwear through one hell of a trial. And, yeah, it's, um, it's holding up. I'm impressed with the Uniglo underwear. Socks, another thing. Um, so far, I've really hit Uniglo hard on the socks and the underwear. Really good job on that. Uh, T-shirts, not so much, because they just look stupid. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Check out Uniglo. If you're a fan of Gap, you know, and that, that kind of cheap, that cheap, shitty clothing thing. I don't know. I don't want to say shitty clothing, because I shop there all the time, putting down my clothing. I don't know. I'm not a really big um, fan of sh- uh, clothing shopping. You might have guessed. I, I just hate shopping for clothes. Uh, 99% of my wardrobe has been purchased by other people, uh, probably birthday gifts and stuff. Most of it is still from the early 90s. Um, so, yeah, Uniglo. It, it's just kind of like one of those stores where I'm just like, underwear, uh, all of it is just shredded, so I got to get some new underwear, so I'll just get like a pack of 12. I'll just like throw like 12 underwears in there, and I'm good to go for the next like, you know, 15 years or so. So, yeah, thank you, Uniglo, for that. Um, good job. Next, I want to move on to um, kind of stores that are more online. These are um, more primarily online. Yeah, I think they're just online, these next three. Um, and number one with this. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. My favorite. You ready for it? Rack 10. Oh, yeah. Rack 10. Uh, the closest thing I could say is Rakuten is like Amazon, but I'd say it's closer to Amazon Marketplace, if you know what that is. Amazon sells their own stuff. Amazon Marketplace is where anyone can kind of join and sell their stuff. You know, if you're a small shop owner or something, 
you can have like an online presence with Amazon Marketplace, right? That's what Rakuten is. Rakuten is pretty much 100% like Amazon Marketplace. It's just a marketplace. Rakuten, as far as I know, does not sell their own stuff. They do pretty much just the payment processing and all that kind of stuff. They're just the middleman. They just have this online, this massive online presence, and they allow all the stores and vendors and shops, small business owners, as well as large shops, to have an online presence through Rakuten. And the greatest thing about it is it's so convenient. You know, it's like Amazon, you sign up once, you got all your payment information, your address, your shipping stuff, your address books, all that crap in there, so you don't have to keep signing up for yet another site. That's what Rakuten really, um, that's what their, you know, their business model is all about, okay? So it's just like an online store of stores, okay? And it's great because it's so easy to compare prices for something. You know, I'm often shopping, I'm a gadget freak, and I'm often shopping for computer stuff, IT stuff, um, or uh, music stuff. Um, you know, guitar stuff, or effect pedals, or loopers, all this kind of stuff. I'm just addicted to this stuff, these gadgets. And whenever I'm comparing prices and whatnot, Rakuten is great, because you, you type in what you're looking for, and you'll get like, you know, I'll, I'll say for example, I'm looking for a looper, you know, a brand new looper that's coming out from Roland, and, you know, and they got like 50 hits, okay, and it's all the same looper, and you can sort by price, you can also look at reviews and ratings, you know, how people like the, the, the looper. Uh, there's also ratings of the shop itself that's selling the looper. Um, and um, it's great because you could see, you know, you can find the cheapest price really quick. Um, and that's great. Now, I'll be honest. Oftentimes, Rakuten is actually not the cheapest. And that's probably because they charge that commission. You know, if you ordered actually directly through the shop, uh, you might... Um, Pay a little less, believe it or not. Uh, but man, I will say I actually don't mind paying a little bit more for that convenience. There's also another big factor, and this is probably the number one factor uh, with, with Rakuten, is like most Japanese stores and online stores, they got the points. Oh yeah, the points. And let me digress for a minute. Rakuten points, they're my fucking god. I'm like a pagan worshipping that, like, golden ox, you know? Rakuten points are my god. I worship these things. I have killed for Rakuten points. I have cheated and stolen, and I have murdered people for Rakuten points. They are my god. They're very, very important to me. I have a Rakuten credit card. It gives me the points. Okay, I got the Rakuten Eddie. I've covered that. That's like the the electronic payment card. It's not like a, it's like a prepaid uh, card. Uh, they call it Denshi Money, uh, electronic money. That's Rakuten, of course. And of course, Rakuten does this on purpose. You know, they make it so that you get addicted to these points, and that everyone considers Rakuten points their god. Okay, and I don't know if anyone else. Every shop does points. Every major vendor does, does points. I don't know of anyone who does it better than Rakuten. They, they, can make, they can make it so your whole life, which mine does, revolves around Rakuten points because they sell absolutely fucking everything on Rakuten. 
And you actually don't need a salary in money, in like normal government-issued money anymore. Um, you could probably live your entire life being paid only in Rakuten points. Um, yeah, they're, they're my god. I have sucked old man's dicks in the back seat of cars for Rakuten points. I've sucked old man's dicks in the front seat of cars for Rakuten points. Joking. <laughs> Just kidding about that. Okay, don't don't tell your parents about that. Um, but yeah, my point being, yeah, Rakuten points are awesome. They are my god. I rack these motherfuckers up. And the shops are evil. They will say, hey, uh, we got a campaign going on right now, big sale. We'll give you ten times the points. Typically it's like one percent of the price you get the back you get it back in points and i know how this works i'm not stupid they're jacking up the price a little bit to cover the points they're giving you so you're really not getting anything back you know you're just paying more for the points but man the psychology of it man i'm addicted to it yeah it's like exciting it's like a casino game you know yeah i got 10 percent. i got 10 10 times the points i got 10 percent off the jacked up price um and nothing is better actually is when when I'm buying something for someone else, um, or they're gonna pay me back for something, um, you know, I love it with like foreigner friends. They're like, "Oh, I don't have a credit card or whatever. Uh, hey, can you order this for me?" Oh shit, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm gonna order most expensive shit for you, and you're gonna pay me, and I'm gonna get those fucking points. Yeah, yeah, Rakuten and their points. Watch out for that. Gyoza and, and the points, the Rakuten points. You gotta be careful. I'm addicted. I'm still addicted to it, you know. I, I, I'm like, you know, that... I, I've moved from a Gyoza addiction to a Rakuten point addiction. Um, yeah, Rakuten, online store of stores. Um, awesome. You can find anything there. They even sell fresh food. You can order live squid. You can order squid. You open the box and it's still moving. It's like gonna ink you when you open it. How cool is that? You order a live squid. I don't even know if I could bring myself to eat this thing. <laughs> I don't even know how to eat this thing. What is it? Like squirming in your hand? You're like biting its head off. But I don't know. I just find it funny that I've never done it. But you can order like a pack of live squid. You open the box and it like inks you in the face. Like its tentacles are, are poking out of the, <laughs> the box. It opens the box for you. How cool is that? Um, so Rakuten, you can find absolutely everything up there. Everything and anything. Um, let's move on. Uh, another one I like is called Kakaku. Um, and this is strictly an online price comparison site. So online, unlike Rakuten, uh, this one is basically just to look and compare prices out on the web. Uh, the one I can think of is like My Simon, um, if that's still around, or Price Watch or Price Grabber. Um, I don't know if people still use those in the West, in the U.S. or whatever. Uh, but it's it's just an online comparison site, and you can look online and see what the prices are going, uh, what the prices are for something expensive uh, in particular that you're looking for. And then it basically just has a link to the site itself, you know, to the online store, and then you buy it directly through them. So yes, you might have to sign up again, which is kind of an inconvenience. But one thing I like about Kakaku is if I'm buying something really expensive, um, maybe like a thousand bucks or more, you know, a hundred thousand yen or more, um, 
Uh, and sometimes on Rakuten, it's just randomly expensive because of the points or because of the commission that the shop has to pay. And obviously, the commission is going to, or the points are going to be, the fee that the shop is going to have to pay is going to be higher for more expensive stuff. So um, often, if I'm shopping for one of those once in a blue moon, like really expensive purchases, I might check, I'm going to check out Kakaku and see what prices are uh, uh, elsewhere on the web. And oftentimes I'll find it significantly cheaper, enough to convince me, yeah, I will sign up with this other site and I'll go through that whole registration thing uh, because this is going to save me like 200 bucks, you know. So Kakaku is really good because sometimes, like like I said, you'll, you'll find that the prices are better than, than Rakuten because I think Kakaku has less membership commission overhead. They're just basically referring. It's just kind of an affiliate relationship they must have or something, just an online comparison site. So the prices are often better. Uh, last one, online shop, is called, similar name, is called Kakuyasu. And this is an online liquor store. And... Oh, this is awesome. God bless you, Japan. Um, I, the, the way I found out about this one is at my office, uh, we would sometimes have drinking parties, and we have like this large, pretty significantly large break room. And it's larger than you'd expect for an office our size to have. We have kind of like this luxury break room. And I don't know. I don't know if our office is being cheap or being smart or both. But we'll have drinking parties in that break room. And it's kind of nice because it's convenient. You just finish your work, you get up, you go to the break room, and there's like this whole buffet set up. Um, and, uh, you know, we, uh, and then a whole, you know, whole big old thing of like wine and beer and all that. And I asked my coworker, where, where do we order that stuff from? And she said, um, oh, Kakuyasu. And I wasn't familiar with the shop. And it's an online liquor store. And what's great about it is, yes, you can order liquor, of course, from places like Rakuten. Um, but one thing I love about Kakuyasu is that they don't ship it to you through normal methods. It's kind of like a pizza. You know, when you order a pizza for delivery, they don't ship it via the post office, right? <laughs> okay, your pizza's going to be coming like the next day or something via FedEx. No, 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 of course not. That's what Rakuten will do. Um... They'll ship it through standard methods, and it'll come like, you know, your wine or bottled wine will come like the next day through express mail. No, Kakoyasu is like a pizza delivery. They have a guy like on a motorcycle, you know, those motor scooters or a, a bicycle in some cases, which is funny to me. Some guy on a bicycle war <laughs> delivering your like six pack of beer. Something is just funny about that. I don't know. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Here's your liquor. Um, but anyways, yeah, they deliver it. Um in like an hour at most sometimes you click order and the guy's like pounding on your door he's like waiting outside your door he like read your mind he knew you're gonna order liquor that night from their site and he just had it ready for you i don't know how the fuck they pull this off they must have some kind of distribution center or something going on i don't know how they're doing this but you order that beer and they are knocking on the door like like faster than you can faster than you can count to 10 and it's great because um you know sometimes you're having a, a drinking party at your house you have some friends over um and you got some some american friends aussie friends and these motherfuckers are drinking way more than you expected you know 
You should have expected that. Uh, but you didn't. You didn't plan very well, and Kakuyasu will save your ass. Uh, you just go clickety-click, and bing-bong! You know, you got like a 48-pack of something coming to you. Um, and the, the prices are reasonable, considering that. And also considering in Japan there's no tipping. You don't have to tip this guy. This poor, uh, like, 17, 8-year-old kid that's delivering this stuff to you. Um, but yeah, it's great. You know, credit card, you can use your Rakuten points, I think, to pay for it. Because there's always this, there's always, everything has a relationship with with Rakuten. Everything. So you can use, like I said, you can use your Rakuten points to pay for this stuff, too. You can use a Rakuten points to order a Domino's pizza, too. Anyways, I digress. Kakuyasu. This this stuff is at your door in minutes, and the the selection is pretty good. Um, you got your wines, and they even have soft drinks and stuff up there. It's it's just uh, it's like Bevmo, I guess, and they deliver just just this guy's biking up to your 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 place within minutes. I don't know how the hell they pull this off, but God bless you, Japan. You guys are amazing. Um, those are my favorite Japanese stores, my favorite shops. Um. It is n- by no means a comprehensive list. We could talk for hours about this. This is my personal list, of course. Um, I'm hoping maybe a lot of you relate to this. Like, yeah, man, I love Rakuten too. I could talk. I, I would love to make some some Rakuten point friends. Like, yeah, man, what's your point balance? Woo! Um, but anyways, more importantly, tell me what shops you like that maybe I have not listed here. I have not discussed. Um, let me know. I would love to um, explore and try. There's always something exciting to find in the land of the rising sun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please, you know, that follow me shit. Uh, uh, you can go, if you're interested in this show, uh, you can go to japanatron.com. Easy enough to remember. Uh, that will take you to my main site uh, with my blog and everything, uh, which is mondaiji.com. Um, and at the top of that page, that site, uh, you'll see all my follow stuff, you know, my Twitter and my YouTube and my Facebook and all that good stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free to uh, comment, rate and review on iTunes. That helps me out. Uh, encourages me to keep doing this, um, rate and review on YouTube as well. Uh, if you're one of those, um, viewers, um, yeah, thank you very much. And, uh, you, you have a very... Good day, or evening, or morning. Toodles!